you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. It's Friday, December 22nd, and you're listening to NFL Total Access. The podcast. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Up- upward inflection at the <laughs> upward end. Upward this time. I'll take it. That was weird. Those are the voices of today's special guests. Voice number one, anchor and author. Voice number two, husband and father. Voice number one, a Jersey boy with a smooth brand of savvy. Voice number two, a Texas kid with an effortless brand of sassy. Voice number one is the chaser. Voice number two is the chased. Voice number one is Mike Yam. Voice number two is Chase Daniel. Welcome back to the pod, boys. Chaser. Yammer. Yeah, let's roll. I'm your host, NFL Network senior writer Andrew Levy, and on today's show, well, today's show is your Friday viewer's guide to week 16 in the NFL. Game picks and score predictions for every remaining week 16 contest, and the sources, while fallible, are in that strata that I would describe as trusted. This is a trusted source of game picks. Chase Daniel leads the season-long competition with an overall record of 144 and 81. Mm. You know. Yam. Six games behind, 138 and 87. Guys, I thought the lead was five. Did we have a stats correction, Mike Yam, somewhere from research this week? So let's let's just call a spade a spade here. Uh, <laughs> Chase's career earnings significantly higher than mine. I think there was some dollars him up going, earlier. going towards research, and I think the numbers suddenly just changed. I think Chaser was getting a little little. A little anxious, maybe I was on his heels. A little threw, anxious? There's some coin. It went he looks from five sleepy. Six, he doesn't so. look anxious. I've never been worried a day in my life when I've been picking <laughs> against Mike Yam. Uh, that's fair. Continue <laughs> and he keeps winning. Into week 16. Oh. Wow, just like that, I think a lot of us are now rooting for Mike Yam. Uh, before we get to Chase and Michael's <laughs> game picks and score predictions, let's make sure we talk about a few things because uh, Chase is getting kind of ornery about all you Brock Purdy haters, and he has a message for you, okay? And his message will come when he answers the question, who has more to prove on Monday night when week 16 ends with a flourish as NFC top seed and MVP favorite Brock Purdy or AFC top seed and second choice in the current MVP odds, Lamar Jackson. The Ravens-Niners game, obviously game of the week potential 
uh, has game of the year potential. This has Super Bowl 58 preview potential, too. We will discuss. Chase will probably yell. And these guys disagree, by the way, on who wins that game. Fascinating times we live in. Plus a word on the Cowboys and Dolphins game, too, please, from you guys. After Tua Tungavailoa made us sit up and listen to his press conference on Wednesday. But first, is this the second best team in the NFC? Stafford has it. Sets the laces. Drills one. End zone. Cut! Puka Nakua! Touchdown, LA! You heard right. The L.A. Rams. This transition year rebuild with youth. Just get healthy and plan ahead. L.A. Rams were called this morning in an NFL production meeting by the Titan of Tape, the film room phenom Brian Baldinger, quote, the second best team in the NFC and the team most likely to actually compete with the Niners after last night's 30-22 win over the visiting Saints. A couple stats. Matt Stafford, sorry, Matthew Stafford, 24 for 34, 328 yards, two touchdowns. The gift that keeps on giving, Puka Nakua, nine catches, 164 yards, and Mm -hmm. a touchdown. Kyron Williams, 22 carries, 104 yards, and a touchdown. This second-year player from Notre Dame, by the way, leads the NFL in yards per game with 96, just north of 96. Okay, Yammer, I'm going to start with you. Sure. David Carr said that the Rams are the Bills of the NFC. Baldy's calling them the biggest threat to the Niners in the NFC. Where do you net out on our next-door neighbors at SoFi Stadium? I, I love this matchup. You know, a couple weeks ago, and for those— I, we probably have made reference to it. We probably all have. We have a text thread that goes yes. with everyone who works on Total Access. Yeah, which is where David Carr said, this yeah. is the Bills of the NFC. And I, I love that. And I think what's sort of fascinating is the observations and the trash talk that happens on a, on a very regular basis on that text thread. But— there was the game a couple weeks ago where the Ravens were very much in and on the road against the Baltimore, or excuse me, the Rams were very much in and on the road against the Baltimore yes, Ravens. Sir. And we finished, and obviously they Don't lost forget, that listener, that game went to overtime, yeah. and they were beat by that rather stunning uh, punt return touchdown. But, yeah, that was close late, and a lot of people thought that the Rams outplayed the yeah, uh, they, Ravens in that game. They, I, I, I don't want to go that far because I'm, I'm, I have to love up the Ravens a little bit later on this podcast. <laughs> so I'll hedge a little bit and pump the brakes. But the point is they played, yes. they played great. But on that text thread, someone had said, who's the biggest threat? to the Niners. And and that moment, I think I responded and I said, hey, I think it's the Rams. And now it's continuing to play out this way because for as much as we make, and I don't want to steal your thunder because I know you're going to bring this up, but for as much as we talk about Puka Nakua maybe being Offensive Player of the Year and Stafford and how great he's playing, and he is in Cooper Cup, you know, this team is is different for two reasons. The, I think they've exceeded the expectations for, for two reasons specifically. One, they've been able to run the football with yeah. Williams, which I'll let Chase comment on. But the other aspect of this is there was a real, I think they lost eight starters, if I'm not mistaken, from last year's defense this defense is playing better now over these last few weeks than it did at the start of the year a lot of younger personnel we've talked about this draft and how difficult it is sometimes when you go all in on a Super Bowl and you don't necessarily have a lot of draft capital I think the team's done pretty well and I just think it's a bad matchup for the San Francisco 49ers and we've already seen Brock Purdy's team smash the Eagles and smash the Cowboys. So of all the teams in the NFC, I kind of want to see this, and we'll get it at the end of the season. Yeah, uh, Raheem Morris putting one hell of a campaign together uh, with a defense that was probably considered Aaron Donald and 10 guys off the parking lot. Uh, It certainly hasn't been that. They've been a very hard out lately. They have played their way into the NFC playoff picture. They are currently sixth in the NFC with an 8-7 and record, and that that was incomprehensible to hear. That would have been incomprehensible to hear 10 weeks Ago, Chase. And, I want to ask by you. By the way, sorry, Raheem Morris should be getting more pub oh, for a, a, one of these coaches.
coaching jobs because everyone keeps talking about Ben Johnson. And yep. by the way, all good. I'm not saying, hey, one guy's better than ben the Johnson's other. Ben Johnson's an offensive guy. Raheem Morris is a defensive, defensive guy. guy. It may come down to that. Yeah, I, I, he deserves to be loved up. He certainly does deserve to be loved up. That defense is giving Matthew Stafford and this offense, even through some key injuries uh, and some untimely injuries, a chance to, to be in the conversation. And here they are, Chase, in the conversation. I think this Rams team is incredibly watchable. I know you do because you said so much earlier. How far off from playing the best football of his career is Matthew Stafford? Because he looks really, really good right now. Yeah, I'd say over the last five weeks, there's an argument to be made. He's playing his best ball of his career. And if you guys, and I said this in our staff meeting, but remember that time in training camp and back in preseason when we were looking for storylines and Kelly Stafford, Matthew's wife, (laughs) said, hey, Matthew just can't connect with his teammates. He sure is connecting with them now. Yeah, sure that was a is. massive storyline because he's year 15, yeah. 37 years old. They had all these young guys. Everyone and their mom thought it was going to be a rebuilding year, yeah. retooling year. And that's why I think that, like, yeah, you can mention Matthew Stafford. You can mention Kyron Williams. You can mention Puka, Cooper, DeMarcus Rowe, all these guys. But, like, and we loved up Raheem Morris. But I think that Sean McVay is probably doing his best coaching job he's done since he's entered the league. Yeah. Um, and just everything that was brought to him, you know, very disappointing year last year. He took it really personally. He went back to the drawing board. I mean, guys, on 90% of their snaps last night, they pre-snapped, motioned, shifted a receiver. It's, some, it's like the third highest rate ever. So like every single snap, let's talk about blitzing the, the defense. That's how you do it. It's constant movement. It's constant um, is that moving. what you guys call it, blitzing the defense? I love that phrase. Yeah. I've never heard that phrase. Well, I mean, like, you know, as, as, a, as an offense, you want to find ways to make, put the defense in, in like, you want to make them work on their eyes, right? Right. Like, you can't just line up static. And we gave Dallas all that crap after the San Fran game where it was just static, yeah. three by one, two by and two And we give a lot of love and a lot of credit, rightly so, to teams like the San Francisco 49ers and the Miami, and the Miami Dolphins yeah. for all of their pre-snap motion. It's dizzying, and it's confusing, and I'm sure that's that's exactly why it's there. And, and that's exactly why... It is intended to confuse. It's intended to confuse, put your eyes in peril, and, and it's just like figure out a way, like a certain shift or emotion. If you go to two by two or three by one, on the move, jet sweep, so many different ways. Sean McVay does it the best, and that's... That's just called blitz in the defense. That's what we've called it my entire career. It's like, how can we come up with ways to put their eyes and make their eyes on defense work just a little bit more? Because let's be real. At this point in the year, you're not putting in too many new plays. You're running the same plays, okay? You're just trying to doll them up a little bit formationally, personnel-wise, motion shifts. But, yeah, I mean, go back to Kyron Williams. Like, the dude, I had to look him up. Like, I didn't realize he was a fifth-round pick from Notre Dame last year. The way he's playing right now, okay, we, we had NFL research look it up. Matthew Stafford is in his 15th season, okay? <laughs> Kyron Williams is only the second running back Matthew Stafford's ever had to rush over 1,000 yards. Can you name the first? And I, I was like, there's no way. Can you guys, either of them, name the first? I figured it was maybe, no, it wouldn't. He wasn't there. He was already gone by then. Okay, here you go. Here's one from the. It's not. It was 2013. It's not it very, was very. It was well Bush. gone by then. Reggie, Reggie Bush had a thousand four wow. yards in 2013. Matthew Stafford. So Matthew Stafford is a guy that I like to say under center, pure, pure pocket passer, drop back scenario guy, and this is why he is having the success that he's having 
obviously the receivers, but Kyra Williams, all the play action, all the movement, all the pre-snap, it sets up perfectly for Matthew Stafford's game. And you're seeing a like a renewed sense of confidence, sense of fun. I saw him on the on the interview uh, last night when he was talking to the Thursday night crew. And he just looked cool, calm, collected, having fun, man. Confident, fun, all that stuff. It's it was cool to see. After going three and six and being injured last year, does Matthew Stafford have a comeback player of the year uh, wow. candidacy that we should be that. discussing at some point soon? <laughs> Who else? Both of these guys were right uh, about the Rams. Both picked the Rams to win. Coming up, they make their picks for every remaining Week 16 game. Um, But before we get off the Rams, Yammer, you started it. Let's give you the last word on this. This is a team that finishes the season with your Giants and then the Niners Niners on the road. I think they expect to beat the Giants and... And yet that game is at MetLife. That game looks very, very important to them. That's a game I should think they will have to win, knowing that they may just take a loss from a top seed overall chasing 49ers team uh, in, what is that, week 18. 18 but yeah. to Baldy's point that the Rams may be the best challenge to the Niners in this NFC, that game suddenly looks like a game that we certainly can't miss. Your hopes for the future? Do you have high hopes if you're a Rams fan of – keeping this playoff spot and doing something with it yeah I look I think at the end of the day that game against the Niners is going to be significant for both of these teams keep in mind from a playoff perspective obviously the Rams need to continue to handle business here but the Niners they still are playing for a number one overall seed in order for them to clinch it in week 16 by the way they need to beat Baltimore have Detroit lose to Minnesota, Dallas lose at Miami, and Philly lose to New York. The reality of all of that happening, not likely, at least in my mind, because I don't think Philadelphia loses to New York, and I don't think Detroit loses to Minnesota. I say that to say there's still a lot to be played, and I don't know if it gets cleared up in Week 17 either. I want to remind the listener of what happened in the very last regular season game of the Patriots' perfect season spoiled Super Bowl against the Giants. In that last regular season game, your Giants played the Patriots and lost, but played very, very well. And our friend Sean O'Hara walked off that field, and he swears that he said out loud to one of their players, if we see you again, you're done. We have you. And... And I believe it, and it happened, and the Giants went on to win that Super Bowl. Just circle that in your memory bank as something to maybe revisit if we see a competitive game in Week 18 between (laughs) the Rams and the 49ers, and they see themselves again, who knows, in the NFC Championship game. Could it be? We'll see about that. Coming up, of course, game picks and score predictions from Chase and from Mike Daniel for every remaining Week 16 game. But first, a preview of the Cowboys and the Dolphins game. Are the Cowboys due? for another humbling loss. And what did Tua just say? You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball. We do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair? Or to have hair plugs. 
I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but. All right, so what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. Andrew Levy with our Friday game picks and score predictions experts. 14 years in the NFL, veteran Chase Daniel and a guy he met in the parking lot, Michael Yam. Uh, he's, uh, his credential his says that his name is Michael Yam. And the next topic is called Tua Tonga Violated. Tua hears and reads the criticism and is fed up to the point of, well, acute cynicism. I keep receipts. We all we all have, have, have a way of how we do things, but all the narratives about it, I am, yeah, sure. I am only good with Tyreek and I, that you're right. I am... That is the only time I'm at my best. You're right. I'm only good when Jalen's in. I, 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 I could care less about it. Like, sure. Uh, if Jalen and those guys are not, like, I'm only as good as Raheem Mostert allows me to be. Like, that's, that's what the narrative needs to be. And we're able to win games and we're able to go where we want to go as a team. I am the worst football player, if that's what you want. Like, I don't care. Like, I really don't. Okay, uh, let's turn the table on to a Chase Daniel because, you know what? We're keeping receipts, too. You are keeping receipts of Tua's play. And, Chase, there is so much to like here. What is Tua Tonga-Vailoa's superpower? Getting the ball out yeah. quickly and with accuracy because that that's like it, – it, it's, almost, it's almost not fair for – defenders uh especially the defensive line because as defensive line like yeah as for me like i don't care about sacks as much as pressure percentage like are you affecting the thrower in certain ways and a lot of teams aren't doing it he gets the ball out in 2.38 seconds and it's not like these little dink and dunks and the reason he's being able to get these balls out so quickly is because of the speed at tyreek that, that Tyreek has and that Jalen Waddle has, Raheem Mostert, all these guys are they're getting downfield at a faster rate. So it's 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 speeding him up. I mean, very rarely, like at least in the games I've watched him, do you see him get to his third read? Because one and two are just open. And if he does, then he's getting sacked. The games that he's been – I think he had two losses early in the year. I think the Bills sacked him four times, and I think the uh, Eagles sacked him five. So he had nine sacks in those total games. Like, that's the key 
for Dallas, in my opinion. Can you affect him somehow, some way? He's a shorter guy. I don't think I've ever seen anyone sort of mush rush him, like meaning just like keep him inside the pocket and just get your hands up and try to bat down balls. Like that, that might be it because you're not reaching him. Like the fastest defender to the quarterback this year, according to NextGen Stats, is 2.32 seconds. Guess who it is? Michael Parsons. Okay? Mm-hmm. So he has to have a perfect, a perfect rush to be able to affect Tua, who is holding the ball on average 2.38 seconds. So a lot faster, a lot slower. So I just don't see how Dallas is going to be able to get pressure. And you definitely don't want to blitz them. Because we're breaking this down today on the show. And there's two or three plays on this XO that we have to show you that teams have tried to pressure him and have brought extra guys. They don't believe in hots, by the way, in Miami. Their hots are like daggers to Tyreek. Like, they're just like, I'm just going to drift back, and they're going to get downfield enough, and we're going to throw it. Like, I don't see this guy throw hots. Now, it's important, and the quarterbacks in the room are always the first to point out how important it is that we distinguish blitz from pressure. Because in the four Dolphins losses, those are the four games in which Tua was pressured at the highest rate. Four high pressure rate games, four losses. So there is some kryptonite here. There is a weakness your, his strength is getting the ball out quickly. Chase, flip the coin. Scouting report, what is the weakness? What's the worry? Well, I mean, it's it's taking the sacks. And it's it's the, in my opinion, when he doesn't play well, he doesn't get to his, like, second and third read. So, so like, the the teams that he's lost to, they've, they haven't necessarily blitzed them. They've pressured him, but they've pressured him because of the coverage behind the pressure and it's it's coverage it's not ma- like i don't see very many people trying to just straight up play man coverage it's very very important that like the cowboys especially just stay honest and stay home like this is what we talk about like no other team maybe other than the rams that we talked about blitz the defense much more than what the miami dolphins do with tua in the backfield or tyreek in the backfield motioning out moving all this stuff all it does is it tries to trick your eyes on deep. You have to stay calm and you have to just understand it's the same concepts over and over. It's just a bunch of different ways. And I think the big key to this game, can the Dolphins continue dominating on the ground like the Bills did against the Cowboys on the ground? That okay, I want to I want to follow up on that. But before I do, when is it OK to read your own press? I mean, look, I. Uh, because this offhanded and clever yeah. and cool, he was cool about it. Yeah. And he was offhanded and he was funny, right? Like, I liked it. Yeah. And then a beat later, I thought, aren't all of even the few fibers that are twinged in the making of that soundbite, aren't they better used focusing on facing Michael yeah. Parsons, who can get to you in 2.39 seconds, a Cowboys team that is desperate to prove they can beat a good team on the road in adverse circumstances? I, I think that those two are so separate. Like, I, I think with Tua, especially, like, the keeper receipts thing, I thought it was funny. And honestly, like, more people than you think, guys that play, they read everything. Like, I remember when I was playing, It's an IG world. I, I mean, I everything. think we're holding kids to a standard that's yeah. all, that's like old man shouting at the moon, which is what I worry about sounding like when I ask a question like that. I don't mean to judge the kid. I'd read my shit, too. Yeah. I would. Yeah, and I think, I think there's a certain way that people do it. Either like, hey, I just want to, like, for me, when I did it, and I, I just sort of wanted to know the narrative and people out there, like, what is being said. Sure, yeah. Just so I was prepared in case, like, something happened like this with Tua. Yeah. Um, I think he's using it as... Um, ammunition, yeah, almost as like a hey, this these guys are counting me out. A pep talk, like to a self. pep talk, yeah. like hey, yeah, like build your. And go, I'm good with it. 
I'm yeah. good with it. Like, I don't care. Like, whatever, whatever you want to do, man, like, do it. You know, you, but like, if you just, just know that if you say this and you lay an egg, like, it's going to come back to bite you. Okay. Yeah. Now, let's be clear. The, the response that we heard from Tua a moment ago that Chase is referencing there is in response to a question he was asked about how worried are you if Tyreek Hill isn't going to be out there? You haven't been the same or you're not the same. That was at least the implication. Mike M., thank you for your patience. Let me turn to you. The Cowboys' run defense has been their biggest weakness oh, yeah. lately. How worried would you be about to face a Dolphins team, the fourth best rushing attack in the NFL? We spent a lot of time talking about two of it. Let's not forget, Mike McDaniel was the run coordinator in San Francisco. He is turning that teaching at the arm of Kyle Shanahan into some pretty amazing run sets for this Dolphins team they're fourth best in the nfl cowboys hemorrhaged 266 rushing yards against the bills in a 30 to 10 law 31 to 10 loss how worried would you be if you were the cowboys about lightning striking twice in back-to-back weeks yeah if i'm dan quinn i am i'm i'm up at night i'm not sleeping well this week especially coming off of that that game that we just watched against the the buffalo bills two things here one just to circle back on your comments yes. on on tua keep in mind michael parsons we played those comments on total access last or this week kind of the same thing yep. Yep. calling out people for saying that people can't wait for them to go right. and, exactly. and lose and i asked the question about the 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 issue or it may not be an issue, forgive me for even using that word, but I think David Carr, Michael Robinson, it was Michael Robinson, fellow Nittany yeah. Lion, called out Micah as being a little immature in that moment. Sure. And I think that's what inspired my question here about Tua is, is this time and energy better spent elsewhere? Yeah, they're young. I, I think that's kind of what, what it all narrows down to. But to the point on spending time on, on a game plan here, you know, one of the things that I think should concern every Miami Dolphins fan, when you go against Josh Allen and there's this narrative that you can't go and win on the road and the home away splits now 7-0 at home, 3-4 and four, Cowboys away fans. from Dallas. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, you, meant, you said so, Dolphins fans, my, my but bad. let's Sorry just clarify. Yeah. Yes, sir. So Dallas fans in this narrative that is out there, when you go and watch Josh Allen go and complete seven passes yeah. and they completed seven friggin' passes, they dominated that game. Yes. I would be I would be scared because let's call a spade a spade here. James Cook was terrific, and I hope he runs like this. And career high for him, 179 on the ground. Uh, I think it was David Carr who said this on Wednesday's Total Access. He said, this is not a Dan Quinn problem. This is not a scheme problem. He said there is nothing left for Dan Quinn to do. There wasn't anything for him to do schematically. He tried everything out on the football field against Buffalo, and they could not execute. The run fits were bad is what David had picked up when he was watching that film, and it ain't going to get any easier because he just dropped Raheem Mostert's name. This team is fast as hell, and he's right. We should be concerned about Tyreek and Waddle and the anticipation throws from Tua, but the reality is Raheem Mostert is an absolute machine, and if they couldn't stop James Cook, who had over 200 yards, 221 yards from scrimmage because he got into the pass passing game as well. What do you think is going to happen in Miami? That that would be a, a massive concern for me. Very curious to hear the scores and game picks that come from both Chase Daniel and Mike Yam about this game. We will have those coming up. But first, the big point of disagreement this week between Chase Daniel and Mike Yam Here is go. the one game I refuse to miss this week. It's the Monday night encounter. Here it comes. Ravens Niners both of these teams are 11 and 3 both of these teams are division and conference leading teams both of these teams are led by the top MVP candidates San Francisco the home team the favorite by five and a half the total for the game is 46 and a half five and a half is a pretty good spread against the best team in the other conference Chase Daniel why are the odds makers right 
I think because San Fran's at home, and I, I think if San Fran goes on the road in Baltimore in a bad environment, I think I think it's almost like a pick'em game. Um, but like at the end of the day, like it's just in my opinion, the San Francisco 49ers are the best team in football, yeah. and they played like it the last six weeks. They're six and zero, and they're crushing people. Like they're crushing people. Like had that little three game losing streak in the middle of the season. Had a bye. That bye was really good to them. Six and zero coming off the bye, and. You just look on the offense side of the ball, and it starts with the guy underneath center, and that's Brock Purdy, who looks like he's 11 years old, by the way, which we were talking about <laughs> earlier, which is so true. And you said that I'll never. But I'll man, never he doesn't play like an 11 year old. And Chase Daniel, I teased it earlier. I want you to have to kind of like, you know, exercise the demons in your soul now because you bristled a little bit earlier uh, in a way that I was really interested in. There was real passion behind your defense of Brock Purdy. You uh, you reminded us that this is an historically successful season for this young man, and we continue to dismiss it as just the product of being in a very good scheme. I hate, like, I, there's nothing more, maybe it's probably because I played quarterback for 14 years, there's nothing more than I hate when some analysts or fake analysts, some Michael would call them, people out there with a clipboard or with access to film think they know what they're talking about. I like, I'm not saying I know everything, but I know good quarterback play when I see some. In the last 10 to 12 games of Brock Purdy, I've watched every single snap because I've heard for the last. 10 to 12 weeks, Brock Purdy's a system quarterback. Brock Purdy checks the ball down. Brock Purdy has good people around him. Yeah, he has great people around him. You still got to make all the throws. So when you give me that take, and that is the national narrative on Brock Purdy, it makes my hair burn on fire. Like, I can't stand it. It's a lazy take, to be honest with you. It's an easy take to say because Kyle Shanahan's an offensive genius, because they have playmakers all over the board. I get it. You still need the trigger, man. Like Brock Purdy and the 49ers, they're ranked 32nd in the National Football League in passing attempts. Okay? 32nd. They're ranked 2nd in the NFL in passing yardage. And you're telling me he checks the ball down? Like the dude is averaging almost 10 yards an attempt, which would like blow out any NFL. Like he's one in every single category. And are we talking about him like this because he's mystery relevant? Because he only like, oh, the sample size is not big enough. Bull crap. It is big enough. He's played 18, a full NFL season. And it's just nonstop the same thing over and over and over. Cool, calm, collected, making throws, layering throws. We broke them down multiple times on cut to the chase, everything like that. So it's like, it's not like I have some like love story for Brock Purdy. I just think that it's not a fair assessment whatsoever. And quite honestly, a lazy take to say that Brock Purdy's made by the system or Brock Purdy's not elite because he's putting together a special season. Like give him his props. Like he's got the 49ers at 11 and three right now. And quite honestly, playing the best ball in football. Why are the San Francisco 49ers favored to beat the AFC number one seed Baltimore Ravens? Because in Chase Daniels words, they're the best team in the NFL. Oh, and they're led by a young man who is not getting nearly enough credit, Brock Purdy, who is exactly where he belongs, uh, behind that line, and yes, on the short list for most valuable player. But Mike Am, you disagree this week. You you agree, I should think, with everything that oh, yeah, uh, Chase Daniel has said about both the Niners and their quarterback. But you think that something may be up in this game. Why might Chase Daniel be wrong? 
I think people talking about the Baltimore Ravens like they are an average football team is ridiculous in my mind. They have the same exact record as the San Francisco 49ers at 11-3. and They're a number one seed in the AFC. I would contend the AFC is a tougher conference than the NFC to navigate. Defensively, they are the number one scoring defense. By the way, the Niners not far behind, number two in the NFL. These are two top five, top four scoring offenses sitting at three and four respectively. These are great football teams this is the best advertisement i could ever hope to watch or listen to for this game this is an awesome game this is these are the two best teams in the nfl this is everyone keeps talking about potential super bowl preview they're 100 right like that that is completely accurate i just can't get over that i i said this to you before we got out here i said man i'm doing some research last night i'm watching the rams game i'm going you know just reading articles about the various teams i'm on the athletic website they do a great job i'm going i'm looking at their game picks and i'm like wait a second here they got about 13 guys right that cover this league and they're in the weeds like we watch these games we watch all the games but you know some of these guys cover specific teams so they really know what's happening in in specific markets of all the games that we're going to see in week 16 only one of them was unanimous across the board in terms of picking a winner. That was the Niners. I'm sitting here going, you got not one person, yeah. not one person is picking the Ravens, which made me think because I submitted my picks um, <laughs> Thursday morning. I go, do they know something? Did I miss something? Is Lamar not playing in this game? Like, where, what am I missing here? Ravens lead the NFL in terms of rushing yards per game. This is a Niners team that a week ago against the Arizona Cardinals gave up 234 rushing yards. Are you serious? Against the Arizona Cardinals. The Arizona I Cardinals. hope you heard that, listener. Now, I did that to the Cowboys too early. Yeah, there. like I look, and I'm not saying that. Look, am I confident? I'm not like insanely confident. Like, no, but you. But like, I'm like, they, there's a case here, you, you like a real see, case. You're making a very impassioned <laughs> case, a very good case, and you see a a pretty clear path for a Ravens team to to go into Santa Clara yeah. and yes get a win Why against not? maybe the best team in the NFL as Chase have called them go ahead Mike there's a stat I, I, that you that oh, you drew oh, my yeah, attention yeah. to it was about Lamar Jackson against number one defenses please uh, what was that so Jackson is 5-0 and in his career against top five scoring Ooh. defenses on the road excuse okay, me not, I actually got that wrong in his career against top five on defenses the on, on the, the road. road dude just wins games mm-hmm. all the time for anyone who says that Lamar Jackson isn't one of the elite quarterbacks backs in the NFL you're absolutely crazy yeah. if wins matter and they do that's all this guy does when he is healthy out there the Baltimore Ravens win football games they went on the road they went at home they went against good defenses they went against good offenses they can beat you multiple ways just like this Niners team can offense defense special teams all three phases these two teams the can go and do it it's going to be a terrific game I, I'm legitimately excited um, I look I'm working Christmas morning here at NFL Network I'm not going to lie I'm probably going to have a few glasses of wine by the time Ravens kick off I'll be home at that point with the Niners. I'm looking forward to to this game in such a big way. But can I just ask one question? Please. I, I just I, only because you've been in those locker rooms and you understand this. I wanted to bring this up with the narratives with Miami and Dallas. If you hear those narratives, but I'll make it this conversation because it applies because we're talking about the Ravens. Do you think the Ravens hear all this stuff? Like, hey, the Niners are the team to beat. Like. They, they never the, the Ravens never trailing it like oh, I mean, yeah. clearly they have right because they've lost three games but they had leads in the fourth quarter late with like two minutes to go in all three of those yeah. games yeah. like they they're a really freaking good football team yeah. does that resonate at all in a locker room I think in a game like this it probably does I think that um I saw some thing I think it was Kyle Hamilton was just like I just hate the 49ers and I'm like how's that not getting more play that's awesome like I'm just, he's just like I just don't respect them and I'm like this is what I'm talking about. Like, this is fun yeah. to me. Yeah. Like, if it was some, like, team that didn't matter, didn't, 
like do something like yeah i'd be like all right like whatever but absolutely like I, I think in games like this like you use i think you're a little bit more hyped up just in general obviously for obvious reasons because there's so much on the line for both teams one seeds mvp candidates the top two all this stuff so i think if you hear that yeah i think it's definitely getting talked about for sure in the locker room i should think that if you look we don't gamble in the NFL. NFL players and staff, no, uh, none of us gamble. We are aware of the lines. My follow-up to you would be the line five and a half. Disrespect. Crazy town. Feels disrespectful. disrespectful. And, and I should think it's being talked about in those circles as we've yeah. been seriously disrespected. But I think Mike Yam yeah, made his pick and you did too without knowing what the line is. I alerted you to what the line is. And Michael, you were rather surprised. I, and I think yeah. you thought the same thing, which is this feels a little disrespectful to the best team in the AFC. It, it totally does, especially because this is a Ravens team that once again defensively is one of the best in the NFL. They've allowed 10 or fewer points in six games so far this season. Now, if you want to make a case from a Niners perspective, and and certainly Chase has, and I, I look, think the Niners case is actually pretty easy to make. 100%. We all agree. They're the best this team. Is a, this is a very deep, very strong, very balanced, very well coached, and yes, well led from the quarterback position football team. They deserve to have all of the accolades no and all of the press and the buzz they're getting, which is the best team in the NFL. We'll see if they prove uh, that title at the end of the season. But first things first, let's start with the final act of Week 16 drama. It's the Monday night game in Santa Clara at Levi Stadium between the visiting Baltimore Ravens and the NFC top seed, San Francisco 49ers. Chase Daniel made a very simple argument on behalf of the Niners. Mike Yam's argument is rather impassioned and detailed on behalf of the Ravens. Of course, when you saw the line, when you heard the line, when you saw that all the guys at the Athletic, all the people, I should say, at the Athletic, all picked the Niners to win, you're probably thinking exactly what I would be thinking, which is, what do Vegas and the Athletic yeah. know that I don't? What does Chase Daniel know that I don't? Look, time will tell. But guys, thank you for your thoughts, and good luck as we head into the final three weeks of the year. You're down six. Do you feel oh, yeah. your, what's, what's your level of confidence, Look, 1 to I, 10, in catching I've, Chase I've, Daniel? I've been spotting Chase every single week to make the dramatic close to the end of the season. Now, do you will you <laughs> find yourself uh, picking against your own gut, yeah. knowing that you're going to have to make up ground, so you're going to start to to pick some underdogs that yeah. you don't necessarily believe in? For sure. I, you're going to start I, doing I, that, aren't I you? I did it last week, and unfortunately, when you go through our picks a little bit later, there's there's, there's <laughs> one or two. Okay, <laughs> not a bad tease for those picks. Those picks are coming up after the break on NFL Total Access, the podcast. Ciao for now. No, that comes no. later. Uh, okay, stick around right there, listener. NFL Total Access, the podcast is coming right back with game picks and score predictions for every remaining Week 16 game. It's your viewer's guide to the NFL. Stay right there. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. 
Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. Andrew Levy at your service. And the next and final topic is called Crystal Ball and our weekly game picks and score predictions segment. Chase Daniel, who you heard from a moment ago. Mike Yam, who you heard from a moment ago, submitted their game picks earlier yesterday. Both of them are unaware of what the other picked. Now we do the big reveal. Game picks and score predictions for every remaining Week 16 game, starting with Bengals-Steelers. Cincinnati Bengals, the road favorite. They are favored by two and a half in this AFC North battle. The total for this game is 37 and a half. For the Steelers, Mason Rudolph gets the start at quarterback. Uh, and of course, on the brain, a couple of guys whose attitude and work ethic and game situations has been questioned lately. That's George Pickens and, of course, Deontay Johnson. This game between the Bengals and the Steelers is only the third head-to-head matchup we could find between opponents with 15 or more sacks before the 15th game of the season. Those two guys, of course, T.J. Watt with 16 sacks and Trey Hendrickson with 15 sacks. Bengals are the favorite. Mike Yam and Chase Daniel agree. Bengals are the winner. Mike Yam's final score, Bengals 23, Steelers 20. Chase Daniel's final score, Bengals 17, Steelers 14. Bills Chargers. The Buffalo Bills, a huge road favorite. 12 and a half is the spread. The total for the game is 43 and a half. Now, the Bills are 21 and 2 since 2019 when running backs account for 100 or more yards in a game. All eyes on you, James Cook. The Bills are also 16-0 when Josh Allen throws a clean game, no picks and no fumbles. But interim head coaches are 17-14 and since 2010 in their first game after a predecessor was fired. They're three games above 500. So Brandon Staley out, Giff Smith in, in an interim basis at least, and the stats say that Giff Smith has a real chance to win in game number one. Mike Yam and Chase Daniel, however, say 
No, you don't have that chance. Bills win it 28-20, says Mike Yam. Bills win it 28-13, says Chase Daniel. Colts, Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons, the home team, the favorite by two and a half. The total for this game is 44 and a half. A stat of note, found this interesting. The Indianapolis Colts, the only team to record a takeaway in every game this season. They have 19 straight games in which they have recorded a takeaway. Shane Steichen can become the fifth consecutive Colts head coach to make the playoffs in his first season in charge if he does see the Colts into the postseason. That's an extraordinary record, a source of well-deserved pride, I should think, for Jim Ursay, because that's impressive as hell. So, too, is a 10-point win for the Colts against the Falcons because that's precisely what Chase Daniel sees. Chase Daniel's final score, Colts 30. Falcons 20. Mike M's final score, Colts 24, Falcons 17. Packers, Panthers. The Green Bay Packers, a four and a half point favorite on the road. The total for the game, 37 and a half. Now, Jair Alexander may return to a Packers team desperate to beat the odds and make the playoffs. Christian Watson, however, is doubtful, but our guys see the Packers as determined. Mike Yams, final score, Packers 24, Panthers 20. Chase Daniels, final score, Packers 20, Panthers 12. Browns, Texans. The Cleveland Browns are the road favorite, favored by two and a half. The total for the game is 40 and a half. This is that would have been a so-called revenge game for Deshaun Watson. Man, we're throwing out that phrase a lot. I think we may need to throw it out at some point. Joe Flacco uh, is the first Cleveland quarterback to throw for 300 or more yards in consecutive games in four seasons. Browns have the number one passing defense, but listen to this. They allow 110 more yards per game in the passing game on the road. Astonishing stats. Texans quarterback news couldn't be more significant. C.J. Stroud not expected to play. Case Keenum will play in his absence. Case Keenum hasn't started consecutive games in five or six years. Well, he's about to, and it matters. Mike Yam says final score, Browns 23, Texans 20. Chase Daniels final score, Browns 24, Texans 17. Lions Vikings. A Lions win in this NFC North battle would give this hungry and loyal and long-suffering Lions franchise its first division title since 1993, 30 years. The division was known as the NFC Central back in 1993. I don't know if you remember that, but if you do, it was Lions, Vikings, Packers, Bears, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Here's an indication. They won the division that year, back in 93, with a 10-6 and record. And their overall points differential was six. They scored only six points more than they gave up. Wayne Fonks, the coach. Eric Kramer, the quarterback. They did have a guy named Barry Sanders in the backfield and wide receivers named Herman Moore and Brett Perriman. Barry Sanders, incidentally, in case you missed seeing him play as a contemporary, was good even in the worst of times. This was a good year for the Lions, 1993, but they lost to the Packers in the playoffs that year. And in that game against the Packers, even in a loss, he rushed 27 times for 169 yards. Bell cow back offenses. That's how long ago that was. That was a different brand of football that last saw a Lions divisional win. 
Then again, this is a different brand of Detroit Lions team. The Detroit Lions are a three-point favorite in this game. 47 is the total. Mike Yam says the Lions will win by three. Final score, 27-24. Chase Daniel says the Lions win by two touchdowns. Final score, Lions 31, Vikings 17. Commanders Jets. The New York Jets, the home favorite by three. The total, 36 and a half. The stat of note jumps off the page for me about my commander, Sam Howell, 15 picks and 59 sacks. Both lead the NFL. But here's something else Sam Howell gets, at least according to Mike Yam, an upset win over the Jets. Sound the upset alert. Mike Yam's final score, Commanders 20, Jets 13. Chase Daniel disagrees. The home team wins it by four, he says. Final score, Jets 20, Commanders 16. Seahawks Titans. The Seattle Seahawks, the road favorite by three. The total for the game is 41 and a half. Now win this game and the playoff chances improve for the Seahawks to 65%. Our guys say they will win it. Mike Yam's final score, Seahawks 24, Titans 17. Chase Daniels' final score, Seahawks 28, Titans 13. Jaguars Buccaneers. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a two and a half point favorite at home. The total for the game is 41 and a half. Now, don't forget, Baker Mayfield just last week registered the first perfect passer rating by a visiting quarterback at Lambeau ever. Now, on the other side, Trevor Lawrence may just be a game time decision. He made an appearance on the practice field Friday afternoon, but whether or not he plays remains unknown. Surprisingly, perhaps, both Mike Yam and Chase Daniel, unmoved by the Trevor Lawrence question mark, are ready to sound the upset alert. Mike Yam says the Jags win it on the road 23-17. Chase Daniel says the Jags win it on the road 23-20. Cardinals Bears. The Chicago Bears, the home favorite by four and a half. The total for the game is 43. Interesting stat to note, Montez Sweat leads both the Bears and the Commanders in sacks this season. He would be the first player to lead two teams in sacks in the same season if it were to end that way. My only suggestion to Washington Commander defensive player Jonathan Allen, look, you need one and a half sacks before the season ends to prevent that, I think, rather ignominious distinction. So, Jonathan Allen, get to work. But I digress. Bears favored by four and a half. This line, this game feels a little funky to me. Both Mike and Chase see a Cards cover in a Bears win. Final score for Mike Yam, Bears 24, Cardinals 21. Final score for Chase Daniel, Bears 24, Cardinals 21. Cowboys Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins, a one and a half point favorite at home. The total for the game is 50 and a half. We heard Mike and Chase talk about this game moments ago. Now the Dolphins control their own destiny in the AFC. The Ravens are currently the one seed, but if the Dolphins win out, they will be the top seed. Of course, the Ravens are on their remaining schedule. But first things first, them boys who rack up 40 points a game at home, but that number drops precipitously to 21.7 points on the road. 
Dolphins are 0-3 against teams with winning records. Dallas, not much better, 1-3. These are something like split personality teams leading to a split decision amongst our guys. Mike Yam says Miami does win it by 3, 34-31. Chase Daniel disagrees. Sound the upset alert. Chase Daniel's final score, Cowboys 31, Dolphins 24. Patriots, Broncos. The Denver Broncos, the home favorite by six and a half. The total for the game is 34 and a half. Now, if the Broncos win out, they have an 85% chance of making the playoffs. And I say that because I gave you Broncos fans a much lower number yesterday. I think I said it was in the 36 to 37% range. I had a dodgy number. That was wrong. Much better chances on second look. But you have to win out. And of course, that starts against the Patriots. Russell Wilson has never lost to Bill Belichick in a regular season game. He is 3-0. The Super Bowl was the only loss he has taken at the hands of a Bill Belichick team. Russell, one of only three quarterbacks who can claim undefeated records against the old schoolmaster. John Elway was 4-0, and Tua Tonga-Vailoa, 6-0. I keep receipts. Our guys say Russell stays undefeated against Belichick. Mike Yam's final score, Broncos 23-14. Chase Daniels' final score, Broncos 24-9. Raiders Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs, a home favorite by 10. The total for this game, 40 and a half. Injury note, Isaiah Pacheco back in the lineup. Stat note, this is interesting. The Kansas City Chiefs have scored 30 or more points against the Raiders eight straight times. Do it again, that becomes nine, which would tie the longest streak in franchise history. Nine straight wins against the Broncos, scoring 30 or more points back in 1960s, 1964 to 1968 to be exact. Neither Mike Yam nor Chase Daniels see the Chiefs putting 30 points on the board, but they see Chiefs victories. Mike Yams, final score, Chiefs 27, Raiders 23. Chase Daniels, final score, Chiefs 28, Raiders 14. Giants, Eagles. Philadelphia Eagles, the home team, the home favorite by a monster 13 and a half. The total for this game is 43. The Philadelphia Eagles have lost three straight games. The Eagles haven't lost four straight games in five seasons. Our guys say they won't. Final score, Mike Yam, Eagles 30, Giants 21. Final score, Chase Daniel, Eagles 24, Giants 16. And the final act of Week 16 drama, that Monday night thriller, that game of the week, game of the year potential between the Ravens and the 49ers. Is this a Super Bowl 58 preview? Time will tell. Let's talk Ravens Niners. San Francisco 49ers, the home team, the home favorite by five and a half. The total for this game, 46 and a half. Now, I want to remind you of something that Chase Daniel said earlier. It is a shocking, astonishing statistic. The 49ers are last in the NFL in total passing attempts. They are the only team south of 400. They have 391 passing attempts so far this season. And yet Brock Purdy, second in passing yards. Don't forget a rather convincing Mike Yam reminded us that Lamar Jackson is 5-0 against top five defenses on the road. So are we sure about this line? San Francisco by five and a half? Mike Yam says no, we're not sure. Sound the upset alert. Mike Yam's final score, Ravens 30, 49ers 28. 
Chase Daniel disagrees. He says the Niners will win this one by nine points in the end. His final score, San Francisco 49ers 30, Baltimore Ravens 21. I want to thank today's special guests, Mike Yam and Chase Daniel, one last time. Guys, we thank you so much for your game picks and your score predictions. Listener, please know this is a guide only by fallible human beings. If you do wager a buck or two on these games, do it wisely, do it soberly, do it within your means. Most of all, enjoy these games the way they were intended as games of consequence now more than ever before playoff places on the line who grabs them who drops them well we're going to talk about all of that when we meet again that's next tuesday we will take a look back at week 16 and we will take a first look ahead to week 17 that is tuesday until then merry christmas everybody christmas will have come and gone by the time we meet again so please may it be an enjoyable peaceful loving and safe holiday for you and your families to everyone out there listening take care of you take care of your crew and ciao for now nfl total access is a production of the nfl in partnership with iHeartRadio. for more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts you go into your shower feeling tired But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.